2: And welcome, as always. Thank you for joining us. Delighted to be spending our Saturday with you. Lots of stuff to talk about today. The Pope, the iPhone 6S, all kinds of stuff. If you want to reach us, you can get us on Twitter. Uh, Marsha Collier, I'm Real Mark Cohen. You can get us, uh, if you want to email us, at, at gmail.com. we got our Facebook page at ComputerAndTechnologyRadio.com. And if you want to and tweet ahead, live
1: Marcia. during the show with us, Tweet with hashtag TechRadio, T-E-C-H-R-A-D-I-O. I follow the tweet stream for the hashtag in tchat.io. And a good morning shout-out to Elevan in Brazil. Ooh. And you be talking. And Skip Bieber and I drone HD. Good to see you so far.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Brazil. Huh? Maybe we can go and do a show from there. That's okay. No? You don't <laughs> want to go to Brazil? I've been there. Oh, I haven't been to Brazil. Uh, uh, well,
1: speaking of traveling, yeah, um, I mean, the biggest news story that's going on right now is the Pope. He's now, a cool Now, this dude. guy, first of all, 78 years old. Yep. Right? Did you see the schedule? This man is like, there's no naps.
2: Yeah, it's amazing. He, he is, I, I mean, mean <sighs> I ahead. like the guy. I You know, a couple of months ago, I saw him take a selfie with a couple of kids, and I thought, this is a cool guy. You know, he, he knows how to reach people. And, you know, mostly, I think, when it comes to religion, the tough ones to get involved in religion are kids. So he's made himself, you know, available. What, he's got tweets, right, Marcia?
1: Oh, speaking, yeah, speaking of tweets, you know, he's not the first pope to tweet. Pope Benedict XVI <laughs> 14? Uh, yeah yeah x v i yeah Roman numerals and uh he was the first one to actually tweet mm-hmm. but Pope Francis and his staff have five times the number of followers as president obama mm-hmm. um his twitter account is pontifex p o n t i f e x and forgive me if I mispronounced it and he has you ready how many accounts do you think the Pope yeah
2: Ooh, it's either one or a hundred.
1: It's nine accounts, okay. each for a different language. And the most popular is his Spanish handle, which nine, 9.8 million followers. In total, he has over 23 million followers on Twitter. Wow. And it's kind of inspiring. You go over to Pontifex tweets and, you know, you see prayers, world events, the environment. Um, he's kind of been busy. A little. So he hasn't a little you think hasn't been uh, tweeting since he left Cuba, and Twitter made, and we're going to go into this right after a special emoji. So if you tweeted hashtag Pope in NY, mm-hmm. you'd get a little Pope hat, a Pope and hat? if you had Pope hat, a little wow. picture an emoji, and if you tweet hashtag Pope in Philly right now mm-hmm. you're going to get a little emoji cool which which is kind of cool um, i want
2: pope on a rope remember when they came out now, with pope on a rope the so shower that was for real that wasn't a joke you're they came such out a with pope heathen a you're such yeah, a heathen you know it's soap i mean how much better do you want to be blessed every day by soaping you up with yourself with the pope
1: right right so i wanted to ask you do you know the difference between emoji and emoticons
2: an emoji, well, emoticon uh, it sounds more like it should be in the Transformers. Um, emoji, what were they called? Okay, emoti- so yeah.
1: here's today's lesson.
3: Yeah,
1: emoticons we used to have in the old days, where you, you know, you'd use a, let's say, a colon, and the closed parentheses for a smile, mm-hmm. or colon with a dash and okay. then the closed parentheses. So emoticon were made up out of keyboard things. Yep. And those still, by the way, work on Facebook, where you cannot really successfully use emoji. And emoji are from your alternate keyboard on your, usually your mobile device, mm-hmm. and you've already got pre-done pictures, you know, little happy faces yep. and all kinds of stuff like that. And interesting, Twitter has started to sell ad units in emoji. Huh.
2: Okay. The
1: first one is hashtag share a Coke for Coca-Cola. Okay. Which is kind of cute. If you tweet hashtag share a Coke, it's two little Coke bottles, and which are iconic, and you can obviously recognize their Coke bottles, mm-hmm. kind of clinking together.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Clink. So that's kind of cool. Uh, one of the problems, and people usually use emoticons when they're working on a desktop because, right, you don't have that little extra keyboard.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you don't. I mean, most people don't. Right. There is a Chrome extension called Twitter Secret Emoticons, which you can add to Chrome, and you can get access to all the magic, magic, magic. Ooh.
2: Yeah. Is that like the In-N-Out uh, Burger secret menu?
1: Pretty much. Yeah, but, cool. you know, most people think you can't use emoticons, and I'll be tweeting a link to that soon. Okay. Cool. And I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Uh, but that way... You're in. You got Twitter emo- emoticons, which are really emoji, but there's such confusion people don't know the difference. But indeed, it is emoticon when you're doing it with text, and it's emoji uh, from Japan right. when you're using the, the
2: pictures. Did you, um, talking about the Pope, did you see? I'm sure you saw the story with the little girl who uh, they brought up and the Pope uh, gave her a blessing. Did you, I'm sure it's been on every... You saw that, right?
1: I know. I know. It's so heartrending and it's so amazing. Except. And think of... There's except. There's an
2: except to it. Uh-oh. Uh, except it was p- not by the Pope, but it was put up by a, um, a, a human rights organization who brought her there and... They got lucky and the Pope did greet her and hug and kiss her. But they also said if they w- if they hadn't gotten it in Philadelphia, they would have done the same thing or whatever their next city was. So they were taking the same girl hoping that they would get the PR for it so as heart loving oh, as don't it
1: that. yeah, I don't believe I'm that I'm telling you no. just uh,
2: check the web if it was, hey it was on the internet If it was on the, it internet, was on it's the true. internet
1: so it has to it be, has true, to be right? true
2: but right? no I saw it actually on the news the, there was a news story about it I don't remember which organization it was an immigration organization to trying to make a point and get the publicity so they put the little girl up and then they were going to put her up in the next city if they didn't in the next city so that was a little disappointing to me because the, the story was a great story
1: well, I think the impact the Pope's visit has had—yeah,
2: it's amazing—on
1: social media, media, and everything. Uh, is just amazing. Yeah. And, and you know how nice it is to be able to uh, be able to, you know, get have a revival of something good through social media. It was Instead cool. of instead of constant Kardashians. You know, hey, it was so moving. This
2: week? No, so moving the John Boehner spe- Secretary, uh Speaker of the House. Set up the Pope. Tried to get him to come for twenty years. Got him and then resigned. So I don't know what happened there. But I, well, he had
1: a... a private moment with the Pope. He and did. I yeah. have a feeling that you know something happened. Yeah. And yeah. Uh...
2: I'll be, I'm having can, breakfast with the Pope uh, Monday at Denny's, so I can okay, ask him what the what the private moment was because I think that'll be yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm
1: sure he's going to tell you. I'm he will. Definitely.
2: He will. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that, now, that was. I mean, that was really kind of an interesting weekend. it was it was big news. And I, you know, I don't follow the Pope. Maybe I should. Do you?
1: Uh, you know, I have a thing with celebrities. If I want to read their stuff, I just go over to because I know their Twitter ID, mm-hmm. and I go over and I read them. This is like really easy. Right. Um, you know, or I have them on a Twitter list, if I care to just view the Twitter list. So well, there you go.
2: he's got, according to this picture that you sent, he's got, uh, you know, about 1.9 million follow, uh, followers, but he's only following eight people. And it was funny because one of them was God. So I thought, why wouldn't that be cool if God, you know, if God called <laughs> him back? I mean, <laughs> How cool is that? Um, so well, yeah, it that...
1: just shows it just shows how social media. If you just take a look at some of the tweets, uh, like Pope in Philly, just search that. Yeah, it's pretty amazing.
2: It really yeah, is. Real... What'd you think of the Pope mobile?
1: You know, they really haven't changed the. Speaking about technology, they really haven't changed the Pope mobile much.
0: I no, not much.
2: Uh, oh, right...
1: speaking about technology, um, let's really quickly talk what's the story on volkswagen yeah what the heck is that
2: that was pretty amazing was it not by the way welcome uncle bill and valencia and tom rubin um yeah i don't know you know it amazes me at a company as big as volkswagen who owns audi and uh bentley maybe i'm trying to remember who else they own can get away with that kind of stuff go figure uh, well, they didn't get away well, with it, tried to get well,
1: away they, with it. But the way they did get away with it is have is, we've talked before about the DMCA, the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. Mm-hmm. And they applied that to their vehicle software, making it unlawful for independent researchers to look into the code without permission. And the EPA said the fact that automakers can actually assert a DMCA claim against researchers is a deterrent Mm -hmm. to actually looking into code and finding out what's, you know, you don't have to copy it. You don't have to violate it. Right. But really? I mean, so.
2: So it was a little software glitch. You know, they didn't mean it. Yeah right. Yeah, yeah that was, I have to say that was pretty strange coming from a big now, company. Now, from like a
1: financial aspect, and I know this is no, not to be construed as any advice.
2: No, I don't give but advice. But what
1: happens to a company when they're, you know,
2: their stock goes something down, something like this? <laughs> their stock collapses. Well, no, this is collapses. more
1: than this.
2: Yeah. Well, they'll get fined in some way. Uh, this, this
1: what is about, not. What about can't can't the. Uh, uh people who bought the cars sue them i mean they've paid a lot of money for those cars
2: i uh, you know th- anybody can sue anybody so you know you can do anything you want to do depending on how you know, it goes there'll probably be some kind of class action suit well the um, people
1: who bought the, that audi and and those cars for just exactly for that purpose just yeah. of that engine i yeah. think they have a great case
2: it's going to I be think interesting to could,
1: see. This could break the company, I'm convinced.
2: All right, back with uh, my take on the Apple experience buying my and iPhone. We
1: got more iPhone stuff. This is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet talk.
0: You're listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. 6813. That's 1 888 548 6813. Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com. Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier.
2: So before we move off the VW thing, Marcia, they face an $18 billion potential fine. $18 billion.
1: Okay, now, when we get into billions, trillions,
2: and all this stuff... That's real money.
1: Really, it just goes right over my head. Yeah, it's real money. So yeah. is that the kind of money that could break a company?
2: No, it won't break the company, and and it probably won't be $18 billion. So, uh, Purportedly, they have put aside $7 billion to cover the cost. But, you know, talking about the, the suits... Because it's an emission issue, how, is, how do you, Marcia, call your Sue because they screwed up the air around you? Is that what you sue for?
1: Well, no. Um, as a matter of fact, Kurt tweeted out, VW screwed, screwed the regulators, shareholders, and customers twice by the false advertising. Right. I would think there would be a class action suit. And I don't know which car it was, but it was a special diesel car that they were touting as the latest, the greatest, the right. fastest, the best. And it was not a cheap car.
3: No, and I would think
1: any any lawyer, and it's it's going to be a really powerful firm, is going to get people who bought this car for tens of thousands of dollars, and put together one hell of a lawsuit. And I honestly think that if people bought the cars based on the lies that I say that loosely, Mm, but it's true, the lies that were put out. Yeah. purported lies, yes, that were put out by the manufacturer. Well, no, we know they're, we know it's fake now. We know that right. they faked everything. Here's so, the issue, though. Yeah. Have, have I you want e- my money back.
2: <laughs> well, have you ever bought a car because of the admi- emissions that the car has? Have you ever even no, remotely but the, thought but about it? The
1: point it? was, and, and I wish Kurt or somebody would tweet the name of the car. Uh, the point was... That it get it was a fancy fancy car. Yeah, it was that one of the sure. Incredible performance, as well as exacting emission standards. Right. So I mean, it was on all counts. Yeah, that, it was a bad thing. And, and for those who don't know exactly what ha- went on, it had a program in it that could read when it was being put on a dynamometer, mm-hmm. which means that the engine is running but the wheels are not, and it would switch the software into another mode. And nice, clean air would come out.
2: Nice. That's cool.
1: (laughs) Tom Rubin says he drives a VW Golf. And he's not affected, but he's still offended by that.
2: <laughs> I, I agree. I completely agree. Anyway, right? all right. Uh, let's move on. So yesterday was the release of the iPhone 6S and 6S Plus. And so I'll tell you my tale and my story, and it was interesting. Uh, when it, I think I mentioned this on the year. When when it first was announced, you know, when I first got the iPhone 6 Plus a year ago, I thought, oh, you know, this is cool. Finally, I got a big phone for iPhone and I was excited and I stayed up till you know 1201 so I could order the phone um and then this time when it came out I went Okay, there's some cool stuff on it you know i knew i do want to pass my phone down to my daughter because she'll now end up with a bigger phone but i kind of just went to bed and didn't think much about it the next morning i woke up and went oh gosh you know i wonder what the status of the iphone is so i went on the apple website and sure enough i could pre-order the phone still you know 12 hours later pick it up in the local store and uh you don't pay for it you just have an appointment to go there and buy it so i went okay this is cool i'm gonna do that and then then i have two weeks to decide whether i really. Really want to do this or not then at the beginning of this week i got an email from best buy because i'm one of their you know whatever their yeah, club no
1: you mentioned you mentioned that yeah, yeah
2: right okay so i get the email and i buy the phone online right cool you know now i don't have to go to the apple store i don't have to stand in line i don't have to do this all i got to do is go to best buy with my receipt and, and i've already paid for it i've already set it up with verizon and i go pick it up well, yesterday, you know, the store's open. Apple opened about 8 in the morning yesterday to accommodate the people. Best Buy doesn't open till 10. So like 10.30, yeah, they're very efficient for the most part at Best Buy. They send you an email. Your product is ready to be picked up. So, uh, you know, 10.30, I think, this is weird. I haven't gotten anything yet. So I call the, the store that I ordered the phone in, get the manager on the phone. She goes, oh, yeah, we, have, we don't have a lot, but we have your phone here. We'll put your name on it. You can come pick it up. I went, cool, you know, be several hours. I'm working. I'll be there this afternoon. So I go over to Best Buy yesterday to pick the phone up. And I go to the pickup place. Oh, no, they're in the mobile department. Okay, go to the mobile department. Oh, where, where did she say she left it? I, that,
3: uh, I said,
2: I said, I don't know. Her name is Lisa. She's the, one of the store managers, and she said that. And I'm going to say it. She's in the Simi Valley store. So I, so I wait, and the kid comes back, and he says, Oh, she put the wrong tag on. The, it wasn't your phone. We don't have your phone. They haven't come in. Okay, I am now in need of blood pressure medication because now I'm really getting angry. And and I actually called my wife during this thing, and she had to call me back like 20 minutes later. She said, are you okay? You just sounded terrible. I was so angry. I said, get me the store manager. Okay, like I know intellectually, the phone's not there. They're not going to give it to me. So I get the store manager. Yeah, well, they didn't come in. We we didn't say we were going to have it for you today. Oh, I beg to differ, senor. I beg to differ. Your ad said pick up on the 25th. Call somebody. Well, I can't do that. It's on a FedEx truck someplace. Wait, are you telling me you have no way of telling me when this is coming in? And he goes, no. And he's kind of a snotty guy. And I don't remember his name. <laughs> snotty guy at Best Buy.
1: Snotty hashtag. guy at Best Buy. Yeah, he was a manager.
2: And I, so I thought, and then, he, then the other girl says, well, we'll give you a free case. And I said, I don't want your free case. I want my freaking phone. And I'm getting angrier and angrier right now. Now it's about one forty, and my appointment time, at, which is, by the way, in the same center, interestingly enough, so I had coordinated it quite well, is at 1 o'clock. So I got, okay, now not only do I not have it at Best Buy, but I have to go to the Apple store and hope that it's still there. So I truck my little body over to the Apple store, go to the front of it, and it goes, oh, yeah, sure, your phone's here. So I go in and... I had to go through a series of phone calls with Best Buy, because, of course, Verizon shows I've already bought the phone at Best Buy, so I can't get my discount. So I sit on hold with Best Buy. They cancel the order. It took about 10 minutes to cancel, which wasn't the end of the world. The Verizon person who happened to be in the Apple store, uh, along with other carriers you know, who were in there for launch day, immediately does get the cancellation. I buy the phone at Apple. So... It was a horrendous experience. I now okay. hate Best Buy. Okay,
1: well, on, I told you I've always hated Best Buy. Yep. But let me just tell you our
2: experience. Okay, please.
1: Okay. The night it became available. Yep. Kurt got on the his tablet.
2: He did the 1201 he, thing?
1: Yeah, he did yeah. the 1201 thing. Okay. And yesterday morning, a very happy, very happy Rodney from FedEx, our great guy, showed up. Right, comes to the door, comes to the door and hands us. He says, "I got a truck full of these. Things. <laughs> I got a, lots of happy people today, yep. so I, I I have to recommend to you, Mark. If you know you want it, the FedEx drivers really enjoy delivering.
2: Oh, like they're great. Things. Yeah, that's the way I've yeah. done it in the past. Yeah, this so, time I just, just did it a little that. different. You know, now this was he, Kurt, ordered through the Apple website. That's how he did it. Yes." Yeah. Uh,
1: No, AT&T, excuse me.
2: Oh, went through AT&T. Okay. Because I find sometimes that the only one that you can really count on, like this experience, is actually Apple. Because Apple is really No, this time, Kurt
1: definitely used AT&T. Okay, that's good to hear. In in our chat room there.
2: All right, so let's talk about the actual phone itself. Uh, I like it a lot. Uh, It is markedly faster to me in terms of opening and closing programs. Not so sure. You know, the Internet is negligible. They claim the Internet will be faster on this phone, and it may be a tad faster. I can't say suddenly, wow, I'm getting gone from 5 megabits per second to 100. Um, But it seems a little bit faster. Right, because, again,
1: you can, if if you're on Wi-Fi also, and depending where you're standing, the phone can't go any faster than the signal you're getting into the phone. Yeah. And, And, yeah, folks that's just the story if your signal blows your phone isn't gonna zip
2: <laughs> no it's not you know your signal is what your signal is um, right. and and I will tell you if we have time later I have to tell you about my daughter's experience with the new inter- with uh, Time Warner for internet but um, well
1: after so, the break we'll do that so. yeah
2: so okay. um, I, there's a lot of stuff I like on it I have to say the 3d touch is pretty cool you know if you're in for example your email, and you know you get this whole big thing like here's an email uh, Kurt uh, Boothman just tweeted uh, retweeted something so I can now put my finger hold it down and it brings the email up without me having to go into the email itself. Okay, That's so cool. we're
1: gonna we're gonna talk a comparison after the break between the iPhone six plus six S plus. And the Galaxy Note 5, let me tell you what it does on my phone. If I'm Twittering away Mm -hmm. and Diana Adams from Adams Consulting texts me, a little window opens up at the very top with Diana's text. Okay. And I can either view, reply, or close. So you don't really miss a text at all, and that's kind of cool, too. So it's a similar thing.
2: Yeah, it's kind of similar with this. You, You do the same thing.
1: Uh, honestly, we'll talk about the differences in the next segment after the buy of the week. But, you know, honestly, I've played with the iPhone 6 Plus, and I've played with the Samsung Galaxy Note 5.
2: 6S, They're you mean? both. The yeah, 6S Plus. Right. The, the right. new one. Too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get it straight, Marcia. i got
1: to tell you, they're both great phones. And yeah. after the buy of the week, we're going to go over bit by bit the specs and then yeah. tell people what the difference is. Yeah,
2: are. it'll be kind of interesting. Uh, well, we've got about 40 seconds, so I'll tell just real quick this. Uh, my daughter had been using DSL Extreme for years, and she always complained about how slow it was. It's like 15 bucks a month. It's not expensive. And then I come to find out she's got a 1.5 megabit per second usage on her thing. So she did switch over to Time Warner. Now it is 35 bucks a month, and I and I hear terrible things, although I think you told me a good thing about Time Warner. She's now getting 50 megabits per second and tested, and it did do 58 meg for yeah, $35 yeah, bucks time, a month. Yeah,
1: Time Warner Internet, no question rocks. We have the 100 megabits per second service, and it rocks. It uh-huh. is what it says it is. It's legit, and uh, I had Dish over this week, too. We might we'll talk, talk about, about that at the end we'll of the right show. We'll be right back. Okay, so back to the Tweet Room. This is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet talk.
0: You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier.